Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yanya. Today I want to talk to you out of Philippians and find out, are you otherwise minded? It simply means we're never going to agree on everything. In some issues, we stand on this side, they stand on that side. But is it really that important? Or should we wait till we get to heaven for God to straighten all of us out? The answer is yes. Are you born again? That's exactly what God's looking for. Are you winning souls? That's what he's looking for. Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome to you all across the United States and in other countries right now that might be watching, especially by YouTube. Welcome to the broadcast today. This is the broadcast on student of the word and that's exactly what you are. I'm here to teach you the word of God and let's just treat this like it's a Bible school because that's what it is. You don't have to go to Bible school specifically to go to a Bible school. You can just listen to the word of God and every time you do, it's like being in Bible school. So again, thank you for coming today and thank you for being here and thank you for watching and thank you for just being a faithful witness, a faithful watcher, one that comes every single day and is blessed by it. And, uh, you know, for those of you who are watching for the first time today, welcome to the broadcast. If you're here for the second, third, 10th, 15th time, great. If you're here for the umpteenth time, well, thank you. And if some of you have even gone back and listened to every single broadcast on YouTube, and now you're just panting for me to get into something new. Well, hang on, I can't keep up with you, but I will be doing more and more new things in the days to come. I want to read a praise report. This is from Alan Lee. And uh, Alan says this, love listening and learning, love how you teach and make the word so clear and easy to understand. Well, that's my goal. I think the word of God should be easy to understand. I don't like it when people make the word of God complicated because I think the word of God should be simple to know, simple to understand. I like what Jesus did. I think this is the purpose of why he used parables. Parables was when he suddenly looked around and people were going, you know, their glides were glazed over. They couldn't quite understand what he was talking about. Their people had gone to each other. What's he talking about? I don't know. And when Jesus picked up things like that, he would immediately shift over and throw in a parable. He said, well, it's like throwing leaven into a loaf of bread. And all the women go, oh, I understand that. He says, it's like throwing a net into the water to catch fish. The fishermen all said, I know that. He says, like sowing, throwing seed in the ground and you get a crop and all the farmers said, I understand that. He brought things down to easy to understand. And I think that's what the word of God needs to be. If there's complicated parts of the word of God, I will study it until I get the simplicity of the definition of what is being said by Jesus or Paul or Isaiah or whoever is saying it. So that's what we're here to do is to make the word of God simple to understand. So I want you to turn with me to Philippians chapter three. While you're turning there, we're offering today, it's called Grace for Growth, and it's on the Beatitudes, what Jesus had to say in the Beatitudes. I know it's going to be a great blessing for you. Also, since I'm teaching this opening phrase out of Philippians, and this is what the whole thing's going to be wrapping around, I do have a book on the book of Philippians, and I know it'll be a great blessing for you too. And perhaps you've already got the teaching on the Sermon on the Mount, and you have the Beatitude teaching there, but this Philippians will be a great addition to your library. And Philippians is a book on commitment. It's a book on partnership, and the word for 
koinonia, which often we think means fellowship. It really means a partnership with God, with believers, with ministers, and so with each other. Let's take a look at Philippians chapter three. I want you to look with me at verses 14 through 16. Paul is speaking, it's kind of like he takes a little break here as he's been teaching on the importance of the word of God and loving each other and partnership with each other. He suddenly stops and just talks about the fact none of us have arrived. So don't think here because I'm teaching, I have arrived. None of you have arrived. And listen, if we live to be 120, 130 years old, we still want, will not arrive. We should be smarter by then spiritually than we are today. But really to arrive is never going to happen until we get into eternity. And I'm not even sure in eternity we will ever arrive. I think in eternity we'll be learning every single day while we're there for all of eternity yet to come. Philippians chapter three, Paul says in verse 14 through 16, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Underline that word, it means to have arrived. I have not arrived. If you think anybody had arrived, you think Paul had arrived. He says, no, I don't count myself to have arrived, but one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's called a high calling in your life. What he's saying here is that I've been in ministry for years, but I still have not arrived. I've come a long way. I trust you can say that. Pastor Bob, I've been born again for five years, 10 years, 20 years. You know what? I haven't arrived. I've gained, you know, things I used to have trouble with. I don't right now, but there's still a lot of things I have to conquer. Every one of us should be saying that even if you're born again at three years old and now you're 93, you should still be saying over these 90 years that I have been here, I've grown, but I still have a long way to go. Everyone should admit that in your modesty, admitting there's so much about the word of God and so much knowledge of God, I have not even begun to scratch the surface over Overall. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I have not arrived, but I do this one thing. How do I keep on going? I got to forget those things which are behind, the things that I've done wrong, the decisions I had made wrong, the things I didn't ask others to forgive me of, the things that I blame myself for. I have to realize it's over. I can't keep wallowing in the mistakes of the past. I have to keep moving. And God said, this is a great key to success in the Christian life. We've all done things wrong as a Christian. We've all offended people. We've all hurt people. We've all done things toward congregations and, and toward me, uh, members of the, of the ministry, other friends, whatever we have, we have done things and we've hurt people and offended people. And at the moment thought, I'm free to do this. After all, I know. And we actually excuse ourselves for something. We should be forgiving ourselves and then asking others to forgive us also. The thing of it is, it may be you look back and say, yeah, but you know, the person I offended, they're dead. They're already gone to be with Jesus. Well, when you get to heaven, you can straighten it all out. In the meantime, cast it behind you. Forget those things which are behind and keep pressing toward the mark. As Paul said, he said again in that verse, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things are ahead. I press toward the goal for the high calling, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said, there's gonna come a day. I keep heading toward that goal God has for me in this life. And it's my high calling in life. I believe Paul's high calling actually came when he was in prison. A high calling is one where you do very little work, but you reach the masses of people. In prison, he actually wrote books. And in prison, where he couldn't see anybody except for the guys chained to him, he wrote scripture and wrote scripture. And the epistles that Paul wrote while he was in prison are still winning souls today and making disciples of all people. He reached his high call. And he said, I press toward the goal of the high call, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He goes on to say, so let us as many as are mature. Are you mature? 
Mature doesn't mean here you've arrived. Mature just means that you think more like a Christian adult rather than a Christian child. You quit looking at everything, it's for me, it's for me, and you start looking, how can I be a blessing to others? If you are mature, then think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, to the degree which we have already attained, let's continue to walk by the same rule. Whatever rule, brought you here, keep on going by it, and says, let us mind the same, and let us be of the same mind. Let's all be in unison on this thing. Let's all be uh, thinking toward the same thing. Let's do this. Here's the common thing, what Paul was saying. What I go through, I want you to understand. I don't count myself to have arrived. I have not got there. I do do this. When I look back on my past, I have to forgive myself and forgive others for what they've done for me. to me. I forgive myself for what I did to other people and haven't had a chance and can't get to them to repent. Some have gone on to be with Jesus. Lord, I count that as under the blood. I do say this, if I could change it, I wouldn't do it again, but I can't change it, I'm going on. And he goes on to say, I reach toward those things which are ahead. There's still goals ahead of me and I can't let my past mistakes hold me back. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call or the high calling of God. We all have a high calling in life. Should Jesus not come, God has a goal for you and he wants you to reach it. You may not know exactly what it is right now. It may come clearer in the days to come. But in the meantime, every day, keep making a little more progress in the area God called you to do. Whatever you do, do a little bit better every day, following the Lord and following his plan. Next of all, it says, I do this until I reach the call of God for my life which is the high calling. He goes on to say again, let us, as many as are mature, I trust we're all mature, have this same mind. We need to have this same mind that I just talked about, forgetting those things. That isn't just for Paul, that's for Bob, that's for Bill, that's for Mary, that's for June. Whoever's out there is watching this broadcast, this is for you. You press toward that goal and you do it with all of us. And Paul was the one who just simply incited us to understand this. As Paul is doing it, we join him. And he says, so let us as many as are mature have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this to you. Here's the thing I think that's being so brought out here that's so important. Let us as armature have this mind. If in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. We all have areas we disagree on. You know, there's some things, you know, that I think back on and I think, well, that was really wrong. But there's also things I look back on and think, well, that was really right. But you know what? I don't have a right to suddenly start lording it over people. I think in heaven, there's gonna be a lot of things where God said, you know, in this area, you were right. In this area, you were right. In this area, you were wrong. And he'll do that with every one of us. But we can't keep coming in and trying to straighten everybody else out according to our viewpoint. In other words, as Christians, we're all going to disagree on things. Here's the most important thing. As Christians, we've all given our life to Jesus Christ. That's what's going to let us into heaven. What is the level that we have to reach to go into heaven except Jesus as Savior? Now, when anything you go above that, as far as discipleship, as far as following God, maturity in life, that'll be rewarded in heaven. But the entrance into heaven is simply knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So we come back to this. We're always trying to look at other people. Well, you don't believe it like I do. And we look down on other people for that. This verse says, stop doing that. It says, if in anything you be otherwise minded, let God reveal it. It's not up to you to convince everybody that you're right and they're wrong. When you hear something, I've seen it. I've seen it in ministers, especially young ministers who are going to take over a church. They have this thing, well, I'm gonna teach this because I think everybody's gonna understand when I teach this. And I think this is better than what's being taught at this church right now. What you're gonna end up doing is just splitting it 
You're gonna have people look at you like, oh really? And you're gonna fragment the congregation. If it's not worth anything, then don't get into it. Maybe later, a year or two down the road, you might say, this is my opinion. I'm not here to force you to believe it. Here's just what I believe and why I believe it. You wanna listen to it, open up to it, fine. I could be wrong. And there's times I've had to say that. You know why? I've seen things that through the years, after a while, I found out Bob was wrong. Oh my gosh, I'm wrong? Yes, Paul said that. I've had to look back and forget those things which are behind in my life and keep reaching toward the goal of my life, and that's the high cost of God. In other words, some things are just not worth making a big deal over, but we do. We take minor issues and make major ones out of this. And it said, here's the thing, here's your attitude. This is what it ought to be. Have this mind. If in anything you are otherwise minded, let God reveal it to you. In the meantime, when we get to heaven, God will show us. I, I taught on this verse of scripture one time and uh, in the congregation, and I, I just asked, I said, I stopped right here. And I said, have, have I ever taught anything that you disagree with? Every hand went up. I thought 40%, 50% of the hands might go up. Every single hand went up. And when I asked the questions I had to ask, you know, what did I teach on? I had to laugh at some of the things that people got upset over, offended over. On top of that, I said, well, you know what? I, I might've said it, but I'm not even sure I believe that anymore. But the point of it is, I still believe on a lot of it. But the point of it is, again, it comes back to it. It doesn't really matter. It makes no difference in the Christian life if you believe uh, you know, certain things. The whole point comes back to this. We're to make con of all nations, then we're to make disciples of all nations, we're to get them saved and then bring them to the full understanding of the word of God. In the meantime, we're all gonna have areas we disagree on. Let's wait till we get to heaven to get everything completely answered. In the meantime, let's get along with each other and let's go for the plan that God has given to us. I will see you right after halftime, right after the break. The Beatitudes are the introduction to the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter five. They are divided into two sections, being hearers and being doers of God's Word. In this seven-lesson series titled Grace for Growth, Bob Yandian breaks down the Beatitudes and explains the steps to spiritual maturity. Grace for Growth is available as a seven-CD series or as an MP3 download. To order, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. 
I want to give you five goals, five points on becoming mature. And uh, as Paul said, we all keep moving toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. That's what you should be doing in your life. Keep moving on toward maturity and reaching that point where one day you realize, man, this is what God called me to. This is my goal in the Christian life. Oh, I'm still going to keep, uh, you know, perfecting this, but you know what? I don't care if I go anything beyond this. That's a real mark of maturity, that you don't have to compete with anybody else. You just know you have arrived where God wanted you to arrive. I want to give you five goals of the mature. The first one is realize you have not arrived. This is all taken from what Paul told us here in the book of Philippians. Realize you have not arrived toward the end of Paul's ministry. And Philippians is, in fact, in the book of Philippians, he really debated on whether he wanted to go ahead and die and go to be with Jesus or stay and work with them. He decided to stay and work with them. He said, you know what? I'd love to go on and be with Jesus, but you know what? To stay here is much more important for you. So I'm gonna stick around. So again, toward the end of Paul's ministry, he still does not know everything and admits it. The more you learn, the more you realize how much you don't know. In other words, knowledge only helps you understand what you don't know. People always say, I wanna learn, I wanna learn, I wanna learn. You know what learning does? It makes you realize I know a whole lot less than I thought I did. I thought I knew more than this. On top of that, it makes me realize there's a bunch of stuff out there I don't know. Every revelation also teaches you how much you don't know. The more you know, the more you realize I got, you know, People are always saying, I want to learn everything. You're not going to learn everything. Even in heaven, you probably won't know everything. But the more you learn, the more you realize how much you don't know. You will still be learning throughout all of eternity. Why? Because I believe the knowledge of God is infinite. And even in heaven, in a resurrection body, we will be finite creatures in an eternal body, living an eternal life, but we will not be as eternal as God is. God, I like to think of it this way. God is eternal life. We are everlasting life. What does that mean? God never had a beginning and he doesn't have an end. Oh, there's something, that's something to blow your mind, cause a little smoke to come out of your ear when you realize God didn't have a beginning. It's hard enough for me to realize I'll be in heaven forever and forever and forever. I have everlasting life, but God has eternal life. When God gave me at the point of salvation, his eternal life, it hit me in a point of time. I was five years old. I don't have the date, but that's the date it began in me. So I became from that point everlasting, but God was always eternal, had no beginning and has no end. So I'll be learning throughout all of eternity. God who has been here uh, from the beginning was already here already knows everything. And there's nothing that God doesn't know. He's omniscient. He knows everything. I know some things and I'm increasing every single day, but I will never, ever get to God's level. That's why I'll be with him forever and forever and forever. Stop and think about this. 45 billion years from now, you'll still be learning. And every day be like a brand new day. It's like, wow, look at that. I never knew that. God's going to be teaching. So realize again, I have not arrived and understand something too. I never will arrive. Again, even Paul said this probably next to Jesus, the wisest man in the scriptures of anybody was Paul. And even Peter had to point to him and say, things he understands are far beyond me. So again, the end of Paul's ministry, he still doesn't know. And it simply brings it back to you again. The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Point number two, forget those things that are behind. Sins have been forgiven that are past and stop kicking yourself. On top of that, things you wish you would have done a different way. Maybe it was in ignorance you did what you did. Sins are usually known. You know what you do, but there's also things you do in ignorance that you look back on now and think, why didn't I do that? You didn't know. How can you blame yourself for something you didn't know? So sins that have been forgiven in the past are over. Stop kicking yourself again. 
again, we come back to this and that is forget those things which are behind. Stop wondering why someone turned on you. Why did they not know the truth about that issue? I don't know and you don't know. But do you know everything about every issue? Have you ever been blamed by somebody? Well, don't you know? And you go, no, I don't know. And they get mad at you for not knowing. Well, they act like they know everything. No one does. We all have areas of our life. I wasn't there. And somebody says, yeah, but that's just common sense. You should have known that. Well, common sense ain't so common as far as I've seen. And in my own life, if you call it common sense, there's a lot of things I still don't understand. I don't think like you do, perceive like you do, have the knowledge, the wits to put things together like you do. And in other areas, I don't, I have things that you don't have. Understand we're all different and unique. So stop wondering why somebody turned on you and why didn't you know the truth about the issue? I don't know and you don't either. Quit kicking yourself over what you didn't know. God will either reveal the truth in time or he will reveal it in heaven. In the meantime, shove it aside forget about it, keep on walking with God. One day in time, we can look back on all the problems without anger, without confusion, and we can grow by it. So again, we need to understand, I'll grow by this later on. One day in life, perhaps before I die, I'll understand when, you know, maybe someone will come and explain to me what really happened at that time. Because if I keep my prayers out there, my faith out there, maybe God will let me know before I leave this earth exactly what happened in that situation. I've gone through things that, you know what, I understand a little more today than I did back then, but I've still got a whole lot more I wanna know. And perhaps it won't be totally Totally answered until I get to heaven. Things that were done in secret by that day will be shouted from the housetop. Number three, press toward the mark, the final level of your call. I don't know what mine is exactly. I begin to see it now that I'm in my 70s. I begin to see it clearer and clearer all the time. I keep pressing toward that mark, but I didn't see it when I was 20 years old. I didn't see it when I was 30 years old. When I began to pastor, and I pastored for 33 years, stepped down when I was 65 years old from pastoring and had been doing this ever since and traveling and doing television and doing books and things like that. Love what I'm doing, but I can tell you this, I don't know what my total, again, final calling is, but I can see it clearly now. It's kind of like I'm going just over the hill. I can finally see it coming. I press toward the mark, the final level of my call. This is what you should be doing too. Press toward the mark. That means the goal. What's your goal in life? Your goal in life should be to grow, mature every single day, but finally come to that point where you realize this is what God put me here for. Wow. And you know what? You can know that Paul did. In prison, Paul finally realized this is it. I have reached my mark and was so content in God that even when they beheaded him, fine, go right ahead. To be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, to live as Christ, to die as gain. Wow, what wonderful remarks came from Paul. And those can be things out of your mouth one day when they say, we're gonna kill you. You go, fine, fine, go ahead. I've done my part here on earth. I think it's over. You mean you get to help me get to heaven? Praise God, the next face I see won't be yours. It will be the face of Jesus Christ himself. You were not given eyes in the back of your head, but in the front. What is over is over and your eyes are to focus on what is still ahead. You press toward the mark the final level of your call. Your failures are fertilizer for future successes yet to come. Think about that. The failures you've had in life, 
You know, we often say, well, that's just crap or something like that. Well, basically that's what it is. Your failures are now fertilizers for successes yet to come. My future successes are often built on my mistakes today. Not that I purposely did them, not that I completely sinned out of complete knowledge. Although there are times I've done that and asked God to forgive me, I can't look back on that and not forgive myself. In other words, has God forgiven you? The answer is yes. Have you forgiven yourself? Maybe that's the key right there. And once you forgive yourself and dust yourself off and start heading out again, you realize something, you know what? Boy, that was a dumb thing to do. You may still have some dumb things yet to do in the future, but I trust you'll be a little more mature, see it coming, or if you don't see it coming, you'll realize it when you get into it. I've been here before, I've done this before. Well, again, your past failures and your past successes can equip you for today. Number four, quit spending time on minor issues. God will reveal those later on. And so I look at them as when I grew up, certain things were completely, I mean, major issues for me. They were minor issues with everybody else, but major issues, and I would fight with you. I came out of a group called Pentecostal Grace. What does that mean? We have, we're not a denomination, but a fellowship of churches, and we were different than all the other denom uh, denominations of uh, Pentecost in this one area. We believed in eternal security. Once saved, always saved. Once you're born again, you know you're, you're not gonna lose it. It's yours, and even if you sin, it's still yours. You'll pay for it in rewards when you get to heaven, but you're still gonna go to heaven. We believed in eternal security. I had argue with people. My mom used to tell me, Bob, quit arguing with people. It doesn't really, no, I want them to see what I believe. And after a while I realized mom was right. It's not worth arguing. If we're all gonna go to heaven, why not just wait till we get to heaven to where we can go, see, you're here. Despite your mistakes and failures and shortcomings and things you did wrong and things that you think were so terrible. Now you look back at them and think, well, they were bad, but it wasn't enough to separate me from my eternal life. Okay, so there's eternal security. That question I asked the congregation one day, have I ever taught things that you know you disagreed with and every hand went up? The women all yelled out, you said our pets don't go to heaven. Well, I still don't believe pets go to heaven. I mean, at least on that night, I did say this, okay, 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 maybe there's a pet planet out there and God put all the pets out there and you can go visit them anytime you want to in your resurrection body. But pets are not eternal. Uh, you know, animals are not eternal. You're an eternal being. So you will be with God throughout all of eternity. In the meantime, don't get upset with me. Boy, they did. I can tell you this, women sent me so many DVDs of all dogs go to heaven. Whenever I mentioned that, wanted me to know that they believed that Disney had it all straight and that all dogs were gonna go to heaven. And so drinking wine or not, I know where I stand on the issue, but people go on and on and on about wine drinking when the Bible itself does not do that. And so again, what God wants us to understand is these things will get settled. The excesses of sometimes the Christian life. People always tell you, watch your confession. Be careful. Don't say, don't say that. Don't say that. And the point of it is I've said things before. And even when I've said dumb stuff, God still worked for me. Prosperity, judging me by the car I drive or the house I live in. Stop that. I might be happy with my car and happy with my house. Prosperity doesn't mean we all have to drive some excessive car or live in some gigantic home. There's also excesses of the grace message. And those are, do Christians need to confess their sins? I believe they do. But if you don't, God will straighten us all out into heaven. There's only one prerequisite for getting to heaven. And that is believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Those names not found written in the Lamb's Book of Life were cast in the lake of fire. So that means the names that were written in the Lamb's Book of Life that were saved get to 
to go to heaven. I've had people get all upset over movie ratings and get mad at me because I went to watch an R-rated movie when I said, I love going to, you know, movies like that about, you know, war and, and those types of things and all that. So movie ratings, maturity comes to us as we respect each other. And we may not agree on every issue, but here comes the point, And that is we need to walk in, again, unity one with the other. Having to preach your viewpoint against everybody else's immaturity. So I come back to the last point, dance with the one that brung you. Whatever level you've attained to, continue to walk by the same rule. The same rule means whatever brought me here, let it keep me here, let me keep it going. I walked according to a certain rule and I have to look back on it and ask God to forgive me of this and forgive myself of that. Keep on walking with it. The side issues doesn't get you anywhere. Side issues only do just that, they sidetrack you. So again, with all these things, let's keep pressing toward that mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'll see you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.